around the, back by the lake again. And it's pretty overcast today. Maybe some wind noise in the microphone later because it's uh, pretty breezy. Everything is covered with a low grey cloud. It feels almost like I'm walking through a mist. I think I basically am, but I can't see far enough. to feel like I'm enclosed. I'm not feeling 100% today, but um, I think it's the third day on the trot. I haven't felt great, but I'm just thinking that I really can't afford to just sit indoors all the time. I don't think it's a good idea. We'll see how it works out. And uh, one of the things that I was meaning to talk about during the days when I haven't been walking the last couple of days is another thing which I came across very early on in my Buddhist life, if you like. And that was a piece of advice something that was pointed out to me at the very first time I received any kind of meditation instruction. And uh, this was up in Edinburgh, probably in 1987, something like that. I was studying up, up there at the university and there was an extramural class on Zen meditation. I'd been, uh, I'd been reading, reading books and and meditating for a while but I hadn't gone along to any formal class or anything like that and uh, when, we being shown, when we were being shown how to meditate I was very struck by a particular thing that the teacher said he was a young postgraduate um, I think postgraduate student from the States uh, good teacher I think and he he mentioned something to bear in mind or make do but to me it's almost enough to bear it in mind really and that's the the smile on the Buddha's face many or even most statues of the Buddha do have a kind of half smile, something very subtle. And I remember at the time and all the years since, I remember at the time feeling just kind of trying it out, sitting on my meditation bench or whatever I was using, I forget. Just hearing his advice to sit like the Buddha does with a, a tiny trace of a smile. And 
it seems a pretty useful thing. Um, it's not something that I've heard you talked about in meditation instruction since, but it does seem to have some kind of an effect, some kind of releasing of tension. And as the years go by, that half smile in some ways becomes more and more important to me, I think. Because, again, I, well, I've said about my history of striving, talked about it in a number of these talks, I think. And there's something about that half smile which cuts through a lot of trying, a lot of striving. Something about that half smile which expresses something which is true. And I think even even on my first lesson, I could feel the truth in that half smile. The to sit when I'm got down on my bench and I'm getting ready just in the first few seconds of sitting. I might just bring that to mind. Bring the Buddhist smile to mind and it just seems to be a helpful part of the settling in to sitting, that transition into sitting, doing other things. But I also find it very useful these days in just bringing it to mind through the day, just occasionally, particularly when I'm wound up about something. It seems to seems to cut through that stress, and also there is an element of humour to it. There is an element of ridiculousness, really, in I recognise in my own posturing and overblown egotistical idea of the importance of whatever it is that I happen to be wound up about. And it's not that there aren't things to be concerned about in the world, but I think we don't have to distort ourselves or make ourselves unhappy in order to deal with it. If it's, if it's something that needs to be dealt with, if we need to lend a hand somewhere, make a donation, help people out, then we can do that without, without stressing ourselves. Just, we just need to know what we need to do. And as I've said before, meditation is a great place to find the clarity to ask the gut, in a sense. What is, what is it good to do? 
So that's that's what I wanted to talk about the the helpfulness of that. There's a lot more I could say about the different statues, their expressions, which tend to be reasonably consistent across uh, uh, from one statue to another, from one region to another, different Buddhist figures very often have characteristic expressions and I might, I might talk a bit about that because you know, they're all they're all important um, and it's important not to feel that only a slight smile is the expression that we should all be aiming for because actually these other these other statues, these other Buddhist figures, um, bodhisattvas and so on, guardians actually they all have a part to play, they all have an aspect of our training in them and our lives in them um, so I wouldn't want people to get the idea that I'm saying that somehow that's the only expression uh, that's really not the case so maybe at some point I'll talk about some of these other figures and, and the teachings of their statues as well so I think that's um, a good place to end it uh, I hope you're having a really good day and I, I wish you well.